This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous with the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney Schindler, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each week, we have one goal in mind, to provide advice, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host, Whitney, and today we'll be taking a deep dive into the three major itinerary building platforms we have available to us, Axis, Travify, and UMapped. And more specifically, key points to consider if you're thinking about utilizing one of these services in your business, or if you're already using one and potentially considering switching to another. For today's conversation, I'm joined by Grace McBride, who is the founder and managing director of TripKit, an assistant for travel advisors. She was on the agency side of the business for three years at Miles Ahead, an affiliate of Valerie Wilson Travel, a virtuoso agency, where she was chief operating officer. At Miles Ahead, she realized how many opportunities there were to save advisors both time and money. And TripKit is now that solution. Now she spends her time helping travel agencies grow their business without breaking the bank. Grace, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Winnie. It's it's such a pleasure. So recently, you posted on Instagram that a key branding opportunity is to send an itinerary that impresses clients and that we as travel advisors get credit for, meaning that the itinerary we send to a client should represent our brand and not that of a tour operator or a DMC. You even go as far as to say that sending a proposal directly from a tour operator or a DMC doesn't look professional. Can you share with us a bit more about why you feel it's so important for travel advisors to take ownership of the presentation of the itinerary that they send to their clients? Sure. And it's such a great point that you bring up. And it's one I feel really strongly about. Um, I think there's a really great opportunity to not just, you know, propose great trips to your clients, but also brand yourself in the process, show them your true value. And of course, there's really great benefits from getting a beautiful proposal from a DMC or a tour operator, but it's going to look different from the one that you get from the next DMC or the next tour operator. And it's not, they may put your logo on there and that's great, but it's not your wording, your branding, and there's no opportunity to really make it your own. And I really do think that it's a really big missed opportunity to truly impress your clients with it being your own proposal and you know, kind of curated in that way. And I'm so happy that you wrap that up with curated. When I was just getting started, one of the biggest reasons that I started using my own pages document for itineraries and not a system like (laughs) we're going to talk about today. One of the main reasons I transferred all of the tour operator and DMC information onto my own branded document was because I was curating experiences. And although I might be working with a DMC or tour operator for 80% of the itinerary, it was never everything 100% start to finish. You know, I might throw in a hotel at the end of their tour where they can just rest and relax and enjoy a few days before flying home. Or maybe the DMC is going to do all of the main logistical components of the the transfers Mm -hmm. and the private tours and the guiding and the experiences. But then we might throw in a semi-random restaurant experience or, you know, there's just, there was just always something that I was going to include for them in the proposal and in the itinerary that the DMC wasn't handling. Absolutely. And so that actually was my first key to, I think I need to get this transferred over to my own branding. And I'm so grateful that I did that from the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a great point. I mean, there's so many times where, you know, wonderful, wonderful tour operators are giving you curated experiences, but they're not able to necessarily touch on every part of a trip. And that's why you're involved. (laughs) Otherwise, a traveler should just go to a tour operator on their own. Exactly. You know, so if you can add in that extra, you know, cooking class in Italy that maybe wasn't 
you know, offered in that DMC's tour or, or something similar. I mean, why not be able to throw it in there and, you know, offer an even more curated experience for your clients? I think uh, an important part too is that there's so many times where you have multi-destination trips that use different tour operators and DMCs. Mm-hmm. And so are you going to send them two totally different proposals from two totally different companies? I mean, that's just, you know, something that I wouldn't even, I would just ban from anyone's, <laughs> you know, uh, yep. offerings to clients because, you know, you're having two completely unbranded and different proposals for your clients. It's just unprofessional. Yep. I agree. And I also feel like when something is just handed from a tour operator or a DMC and just given straight to the client, first, it doesn't take as much attention from me. When I'm taking all that information and putting it into my own proposal, I'm reading through every line in that itinerary. Mm -hmm. So there's no detail that goes missed. There's nothing that I could possibly not see and be surprised later. But also when you have repeat clients coming back to you year after year, they're getting a consistent experience from you. Mm-hmm. So when we're putting together proposals or we're putting together itineraries, you know, everyone who designs an itinerary is including different details and they might even include details in a different way. And so if your client is having to see something different with every single trip, it might start to get confusing or stressful. Whereas now with my clients, I happen to be using Travify. Many of them already have the app. And as soon as they contact me for a weekend getaway or just a little quick trip here and there, I'm able to respond and say, open up your trip plans app. It's there waiting for you. And they know exactly where to go. They know exactly what to expect. So that's also a key like consistency perk that's coming with always utilizing your own branded itineraries. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you have on a trip flights and then hotels and then maybe some tours, those are all going to be on different documents, even within that own trip. So, you know, even asking a client to look at three different PDFs is going to be a lot for them. And you can just completely make that experience that much better for your clients by using something like Travify or Access or otherwise. Exactly. So let's dive into the wonderful world of itinerary (laughs) building softwares that we have available to us. So before we get started into kind of going through the pros and cons and comparing the three major uh, softwares that we do have available, I'm curious to know when you were working as an advisor with Miles Ahead, were you utilizing an itinerary building platform from day one? Or do you also have experience like me of using a little more manual Word document style itineraries? Yeah, when I first started, um, we actually, you know, we had access, we were using it, but not really, we weren't really inputting all the details, every trip, every client profile, and it was really haphazard. And we didn't truly realize the benefits of it, because we were, you know, doing some things manually and something otherwise. And when I started realizing the power of these tools and the opportunities that lied there, we started putting all of the information in and really completely transformed the business in that way. It organized every process that we had and truly was an opportunity for us to not just organize our clients' information, but our own information internally as well. Um, And so while I'm guilty of the manual part in the beginning, we've now dived into understanding all of those platforms. So when I started my business, I unfortunately didn't even know that these itinerary building platforms existed, let alone that there were three really great options to choose from. (laughs) So when I got started, I hired a graphic designer to help me with logo design. And as part of that design package, she also included a letterhead, which wasn't just a standard logo up in the corner. It was actually a full background on like a full page sheet. So I was able to go to the printer and print out really beautifully branded pages. And then I would put the text and the photos of the itinerary details on top of that. So my clients were still receiving a very beautiful branded itinerary, but of course it was Mm -hmm. on paper or it was in a PDF version. If there were any changes that came at any time, it was just the back end manual process 
for me was insane. And I was reformatting text and like, oh, the font's not right and resizing pictures. And if I designed from one year to the next two itineraries to the same destination that might have had some similarities, there was no opportunity for me to use the work that I had done the year before. So I was literally just starting mm-hmm. from square one. Oh, I'm it, it's painful for me <laughs> to think of all the inefficiencies like I was going through. Time. <laughs> it, it really is. And I remember when I first saw Travify with another advisor who shared it with me, the first thing I was looking for was like, well, how does it look? Does it speak to my brand? Does it really scream undiscovered sunsets? And it it didn't. That was my biggest concern up front is that other than a photo of me and my little logo, that's really all there was to my branding. And so I dug my heels in and for six more months was like, it looks great, but I'm not going to use it because it's taking away my whole branded experience that I've designed. I was so silly. So (laughs) I think what really, what really convinced me was when I understood the library capacity of Travify. Mm. Yeah, one of my favorite features. (laughs) Yes. And so then I started looking at it as more of a business owner and not just from like something that's aesthetically appealing for my clients and I. And then I started looking at the efficiencies and as a business owner. And then I realized the win-win with what the client's experience was going to look like on the other end. And I have signed up and I've never gone back. So if there's anything I can recommend to any advisors, if you're not using one of these systems, you are frankly wasting so much time and energy that's not necessary. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about them. (laughs) If advisors are not yet utilizing one of these itinerary softwares, first, can you share with us a little bit about the benefits and the capabilities that come with all three options? What do all three of them have in common? Sure. So if you talk to any advisor that uses any of these platforms, I'm sure they'll tell you they're all completely different. That's true. But there's also a lot of things that are really similar between them all. My favorite being is that they all have a client facing tool. You know, there's really beautiful options to send them the digital link so that you can see an online version of the itineraries that they produce, PDFs and client apps as well, where they can download it on their phone, see the published itinerary and so forth. And they're really beautifully done. And it includes your branding and all of the information that you've inputted. And so it's a really great opportunity to have that client interfacing you know, option that's super seamless, updates in real time, etc. Um, another that is really important that some advisors are worried about is that they all white label. So what that means is, is that all of these tools include your logo, your name, your information, and some of them even adjust the itineraries to be in the color scheme of your business, um, which is a really great feature as well to make sure that it truly does look like your brand. And then another is that they all have pre-populated content. Some platforms have better content than others, I will admit, but they all offer that option of uploading photos, destination details, hotel content, and so forth that you can utilize to your advantage and really help speed along the process of making these itineraries. And then the last thing I'll say is that it lets you collaborate with other advisors, whether in your own business or in other ones. Even with uh, tour operators, you can collaborate on these tools and you can update each other in real time. And it's a really powerful tool, especially when you want to work with those DMCs like we talked about. And it's just a way of doing it more digitally and efficiently. Absolutely. That's amazing. So you mentioned that all three have pre-populated content. Do you mean that they have some, for example, cruise itineraries and tour itineraries that are already on, on the calendar? And or do you mean city destination type of information of what to see and do in New York City? 
community, for example? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I should have clarified, but there is uh, actually both. And it depends on which platform. But for example, Access has uploaded uh, all the cruise itineraries from Norwegian, Royal, Carnival, and so forth for the upcoming next two years. So you upload them, you know, two years out. So if you just put in the dates of that cruise, it'll preload the cruise for you, which is really, really a great time saver. It's extremely (laughs) helpful. Especially when you have those really long itineraries. You can imagine. (laughs) Um, Certain uh, tools like Travify have destination content. So if you want to just input some fun facts about Italy or some fun details, it has that as well. So it really varies. So it's really good to know that all three platforms have these benefits across the board. So if any advisors have certain priorities that have been mentioned already, Mm -hmm. that all of these offer these sorts of benefits. So um, we can move on to kind of discuss the advantages and disadvantages of each. And especially, I'm sure that some of these itinerary building softwares might cater more toward a certain type of advisor or a certain type of itinerary. So let's dive into Access a little bit. What are the main advantages of using Access over Travify or UMAP? What capabilities does Access provide that the others might not? Well, my favorite thing about Access is really how it organizes all of the content. So a really important thing to note, if you book a lot of FITs, a lot of hotels, a lot of itineraries with flights, this is really important if you have, whether it's long stays, FITs, multi-destination cities, all of those sorts of details are really important. So, you know, obviously noting that they're really great at organizing the content. For hotels specifically, they really categorize all the details really, really well and isn't just a blank box for you to fill in. So it really allows you to have that kind of continuous similar content no matter what, whatever client you're sending this to or, or so forth. So you mentioned the blank box. It's not just a blank box for you to fill in, which is what I experience on Travify. So can you tell me what it looks like on Access when I want to input a new hotel to an itinerary? Yeah, it's much different. So if you're inputting anything hotel-wise on Access, you can actually input the confirmation number in one box, the names of the travelers in another, the amount of the actual cost of the hotel per night with its currency. There's a section for the description of not just the whole hotel, but also the room types that they're in. So, you know, if they're in their different room types, that's a really important feature to note. And then also, of course, the amenities, you know, whether it's virtuoso or otherwise, preferred partner, you know, having those different types of amenity options listed out, those are all really important. And it's really key if you are working with, you know, multi-hotel trips, you don't want that to look different across different hotels. So it really organizes that in a great way. So it sounds like in Travify, in that blank box, I do (laughs) include a description of the hotel, the amenities that are included and the name or the description of the room category. But that's me going out and seeking all of that information on my own and deciding to put it in the blank box. Whereas I think what you're describing is Access already has these categories set up for you. So it's a little bit more intuitive of what important details you should include. So especially if you're a beginner advisor and you're not exactly sure what content to include for your clients, Access is a perfect opportunity to kind of allow you to see what you should be including. Um, You know, you don't need to fill them all out, of course, but it gives you kind of that guide map of where you should fill in content and kind of reminds you, don't forget the pricing, (laughs) you know, because we all had it once or another time. Um, Don't forget the dates. (laughs) Yes. 
And, and that's really helpful also because when I am using a blank box sort of approach in Travify, I have to be very, very careful to make sure that all of the new hotel entries I include are formatted and that they do look consistent because I'm mm-hmm. doing everything manually in that regard. Which I'm sure takes you a ton of time to copy and paste or either remember or however else you do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm really detailed. And so I'm constantly looking for those um, little things, but I would, I would say if you're, if you know yourself and if you're not a super detailed person. And if you're looking at three different hotel entries, like I'll notice if the title is bold or not, if if you're not going to pay attention to those details, then access might be easier for you to just kind of fill in the boxes that are there and then keep on going. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't recommend that more. So what are some of the disadvantages to using access that you've seen when comparing to the capabilities of Travify and UMAPT? So I would say that for all of the, you know, pre-uploaded content that we talked about earlier, I would say that it's access's weakness is that a lot of the content, TripKit a lot of times rewrites the content, whether it's the hotel descriptions and we upload different photos than what's already pre-uploaded. So that does take a bit of time to do. So I would keep that in mind that if you are a stickler about what the content says, which I hope you are, <laughs> it is a, another step that we have to take when we're uploading itineraries in there because a lot of the content either has a lot of spelling issues or um, has a lot of irrelevant information. So compared to Travify and UMAP, they have really strong content bases. So if you're that kind of person that needs all of those destination content or hotel content, I would just keep that in mind. Really good to know. Does Access have the library function that Travify does? So if you do take the time to update that destination content and you fix all the spelling errors, you maybe put in some of your own photos for a particular destination, can you then save that for future use to be a little bit more efficient? Of course. And that is consistent across all three of the itinerary platforms. So you do have the option of the library. It's a matter of, again, like saving that content content, updating it to your own. That's really going to be a key part when you're starting out. Okay. So let's dive into Travify a little bit. What advantages do you see um, to using Travify and what capabilities does Travify have that might offer an advantage over Access or UMAP? Yeah. And I mean, you know this from using it yourself. They have a really great, not just library function, but destination and content function. They really show a holistic portrait of these cities, these hotels, not just from the descriptions, but also the photos. There are multiple photo options to upload so that you cannot just sell someone on the description of a hotel, but what it actually looks like. You know, Access only has one photo across the hotel at the top, okay. whereas Travify has opportunities, I think, up to eight photos. Five. Five, five, sorry. Photos. <laughs> yep. five photos. Yeah, so it's a really great opportunity to show the room, the outside of the hotel, the, you know, the view, all of those things that really make a proposal important. So like we can talk about later, if you're selling proposals with your itineraries, that's really something you can keep in mind that they do a great job of. I really love this function that we can have multiple photos. I'm a very visual person mm-hmm. and I love to make sure that I have a beautiful description for each hotel that I include in a proposal, especially because I like to offer clients two or three options in each major city that they're going to be in to make them feel like it's a more collaborative process. And I think photos help to paint that picture so much. Anybody can read a description, but then, you know, if it's just read a description and then see the price and then you're looking at a room category that doesn't mean anything. But if you can open up five photos, like you said, and you can see Mm -hmm. here's the outside of the hotel, here's here's the view from your room, here's the rooftop terrace where you can have a drink, you know, at night before you go out to dinner. (laughs) That's that's the storytelling, right? Like that's what gets people really excited. So I love that they have the capability to include up to five photos. And I don't know if you know this, they've recently added videos as well. I saw that. It's really powerful. I mean, if a photo is worth a thousand words, I would say video 
video just keeps going. Yeah. Um, so for any suppliers or hotels or anyone listening, if you have solid video content on your websites or available online, I'm always grabbing those. Mm-hmm. And so if I can have video of walking into the hotel and seeing that entrance, you know, that arrival experience and then into your room and, and what's going on in the restaurants and the chef in the kitchen, if there's any sort of video content, that is, I'm always including that for hotels because that's even more powerful than photos. Yeah. And that's why if you're trying to sell a client on the, you know, with these itineraries and you're making those proposals, it really, really is important that you're showing those photos. And it really tells such a beautiful story of the hotel that you're sending them to. And it's much more powerful, like you said, than just the description. Um, So they don't have to then go back to the website and, you know, find all that information without you. And sometimes the websites are fantastic, but it's just an extra click. And sometimes not all websites are super informational. So I'm Mm -hmm. also trying to have everything as kind of of a one-stop shop of here's the description, here's the pricing, here's the photos. And if you want to go to the website, you can, but you, I, I hope that you don't feel like you have to go to the website. And right. Travify's setup with the multiple photos really helps me accomplish that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You also mentioned their city destination information, which I agree is really top-notch. And as much detail as we work on with these itineraries and we're doing you know every step of the way from the flights to the transfers to the hotel to the tours and all these little details, there is certainly some free time in there. And there is some time that clients always just to kind of like to go out and about and explore on their own, but they still want guidance from us. They still, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, we want a free afternoon, but also tell us what we should go do during that free afternoon. What should we go see? What should we visit? And so Travify city destination information has really helped me kind of fill in those free mornings and those free afternoons of, Hey, 10 minutes away, there's this really cool museum, or here's a a super uh, fantastic site that you can go visit, but you don't really need a guide. It's just, you know, something like the Trevi fountain, like just Mm -hmm. go throw in your coins and take some fun (laughs) pictures, but you don't need a guide to go. So including that type of information in those photos, um, I know clients really love having the guidance for their free time as well sometimes. And it saves you so much time, right? It saves you so much time and therefore money and it brings clients back to you, which makes you more money in the end, which is really the whole point of this. So having that opportunity to include all of those little touch points here and there, if there's a way to make that more efficient for you as an advisor, it's really, really powerful. And they do a great job of it. And hopefully advisors get to utilize that more. So talk to me about some disadvantages to using Travify. What are you seeing when you compare across all three platforms? What are some things you kind of think, oh, I wish I wish we could do this in Travify? <laughs> well, I would say, and we talked about this a little bit, but I really wish they had a more organized way of inputting hotel details. Um, we're both very organized people. And so we can you know, definitely follow the templates that we've created for ourselves. But for the average advisor, you don't have the time time, honestly, to make sure every little T is crossed and I is dotted. So it is a it is a con for me in knowing that you just have one big box that you have to fill and, a, you know, sell a client on this beautiful hotel with just a big box. It's mm-hmm. a bit daunting. And yep. I do think there that's a con there is that you don't really have that guidance to include what's really important to the clients. You know, and something when you do have so much free space to kind of do what you will with it, I have also noticed that even when I look at other advice itineraries, we're all using Travify, our itineraries look so, so very different because mm-hmm. that consistency is not required. So it's it almost seems like a preference. You know, you might be someone that wants that blank box and you want to have a little bit more freedom with how you design that itinerary and Travify might be better. But if that creativity and blank box, if that blank box feels overwhelming, then access might be a better option in that regard. Would you agree? I would absolutely. And I would say, 
you know, it's just as important for the client side, how they digest that information. So a lot of advisors like to write, right? Like write a lot of content, big paragraphs, describing everything. And honestly, if you're a traveler, if of course you're trying to get as much information as possible from your trip and from your advisor, but you also need to be able to digest it and understand what you're looking at and remember the details that your advisor is trying to tell you. And so that is also one of the cons of Travify for me is that it's a little bit harder for clients to digest that content, which is just as important as organizing it for you on your end is making sure your client is actually understanding everything that they're seeing. And so that's, if you're using Travify, just make sure you're not overwhelming them either. (laughs) Uh, I may be guilty of that on occasion for sure. (laughs) I'm all about the details of my (laughs) No, you would know because you've seen my itineraries. (laughs) I'm always worried that some very important detail is going to be left out and it's going to, you know, I've been on trips where I came home thinking, if only I had known X, Y, Z. And so that's basically my goal is to make sure my clients never feel like that. But I also need to make sure I don't go to the other end of the spectrum and just completely overwhelm them with details. So I have to make (laughs) it much we have. (laughs) Okay, let's dive into UMAPT a little bit. What is one of the main perks of UMAP that you've experienced? Well, as someone who makes a lot of itineraries in a day, and I mean a lot, this platform is the quickest, which may sound a bit irrelevant, but it really does save you a lot of time compared to the other two platforms. The loading time, how long it takes to input everything overall is just much faster a platform. So that's just a little, little tidbit of information to keep in mind when you're kind of picking that. Can you tell me a little bit more? What in Axis or Travify do you feel slows you down or, or makes that big time difference when inputting new information? Honestly, loading time is a really big factor. So you may not notice it if you're making one itinerary a day, but if you're making a hundred like we are every day, it takes a significantly more time for things to actually save, which is really kind of funny. But it takes a lot of time to save things, to load that kind of library content, to load those photos that you've saved, um, and to develop that kind of pre-populated content. So if you're building a lot of itineraries, that is something to definitely keep in mind. If you're doing one a day, maybe it's not as important to you though. Sure. I never felt that Travify was slow, but as you mentioned, I'm not doing a hundred itineraries a day and I'm also not comparing all three of them side by side, right? Like I've right. never experienced <laughs> the other two, so I don't even have any perspective. That's really right. interesting. But if you're an assistant who's servicing five advisors at your agency, that's something your assistant's going to really be affected by. So if it's just a, you know, one advisor as an IC, maybe not a big deal. But if you have five, 10, 15 agents all relying on one person to get itineraries out the door, that is something that you should keep in mind. Okay, that's really great to know. Are there any disadvantages that are worth discussing when you compare UMAP to Travify and Axis? I would say it's a bit difficult to use with cruises. If you're a big cruise booker, it's a little bit harder to pre-populate that information in. It's not as organized. There's not as much opportunity for details, especially like you who likes inputting a lot of content. There isn't really much opportunity there. Okay. So booking a lot of uh, cruises or really long FITs that have a lot of details. Uh, maybe I would stray away from this one. So what type of business or what type of itinerary is best for UMAP then if it's not good for super detailed FITs and it's also a little bit cumbersome with cruises? I would venture to say it's not necessarily the type of things that you book, but it's more the personality you have. Okay. So if you're able to keep things really organized on your own, I wouldn't worry about it. And I think this, this platform is really, really great with integrations with 
with other things like travel contact and things like that. But if you are all over the place and need someone to keep you in line, this platform is not going to do it. Just gotcha. like we said, those big boxes can be a bit daunting. <laughs> so I'm curious to know, one of my pet peeves currently with Travify is that they have the information and documents section that kind of is right above all of the each day of the itinerary. And I am using that currently as a catch-all for everything that is not part of the day-to-day itinerary. So I sometimes have cancellation policies in there. Sometimes I have terms and conditions in there. I have information about a trip protection plan and links to, you know, whatever they need to go read for additional information. But then I'm also including, here's the weather in the destination while you're there. Here's some packing guidance. Here's some currency information. This is what you need to know about money. Don't forget to call your cell phone company. Just all of these details that all of those details are really good things to include. They are all questions I'm receiving on a regular basis, but having everything in that information and document section of Travify, I'm overwhelmed. So clients are certainly overwhelmed with not being able to separate that information a little bit Mm -hmm. further. I guess my question for you is, have you seen any pro tips from other advisors as to, are they finding a better way to handle that information and, or maybe Access or UMAP has a better capability to handle all of those details and to keep it a little bit more nicely organized? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the most interesting things I've found, not just from my time working at an agency myself, but also at TripKit, is that a lot of clients don't open the documents. They don't want to open PDFs. They want to quickly look at the beautiful itinerary that you made them. And then they see these really ugly documents in the corner and they don't want to open them, which is really not good news for you, especially in looking for cancellation policies, packing, things like your visas, things like that. Um, And so really powerful thing that I've found is across all three platforms, there's an opportunity to add notes in the actual itinerary section, not just the documents, where you could add little blurbs. And I mean, quick, simple, easy. Um, So you've covered your bases, you'll know that you see them. And then you can still attach one page document of all that really core information in the document section. But having that little note section of, hey, this is the weather, pack accordingly, or don't forget to book your visas by this date, or don't forget to call your cell phone company, or this is the cancellation policy date. Having just a quick paragraph that you can really condense is going to be helpful so that you just make sure that they see it and have access to it. And then you have maybe a one-pager document attached in the document section. I wouldn't attach, you know, 10 three-page documents covering all these details. You just don't need it. Maybe condensing it all into one one-page document is a really great way of going. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of times, a lot of the content they don't actually need. So finding a good way to condense it all is really powerful and, you know, ensures that they'll probably actually look at it. So I don't know Access and UMAPT, but when you talk about the notes section on Travify, is that the part under settings where if you put in notes, it actually appears on like the front page of, of the PDF that is printed off? Is that what you're referring to? Yep, exactly. And that's okay. available on all three platforms. They show up but differently on each, obviously. You know, some you can put it within a certain day, some you put it at the top, some at the bottom. But across the board, you can add those little tidbits of information that aren't attached to an actual booking. And the good thing is that all those notes section can be super personalized per trip. And that is an opportunity to fill in those little details that are going to be different across the board. And, you know, it's at least a good opportunity to fit in things where elsewhere, you know, they wouldn't necessarily fit in well. So currently in Travify, I am using the big blank box and putting <laughs> uh, the cancellation policy, you know, the one or two sentences that right. mention the dates of, you know, it must be canceled by XYZ date. So I do put it in the big blank box at the bottom in italics. Does Axis give you a specific place to input a cancellation policy? Is that one of the prompts that they provide? Yes. And it's one of my 
favorites because a lot of advisors forget that. There is a payment date uh, cancellation policy. There's a payment box. So if you need to put like a payment date, so final payment is due by, and then also a price box that also notates the currency. All of these are different sections that remind you, oh, hey, don't forget to let them know that they need to pay you by this date, which you remember, of course, but they won't necessarily. And it's always in that fine print at the bottom of the PDF. So Mm -hmm. once you're prompted to, it's really easy to forget it, which I do all the time. And so it's really helpful to have that as a prompt for you to remember. Okay. So you talked about the user experience a little bit. You mentioned that UMAP is just really easy to get in and get up and going. If we compare all three for someone who's brand new and they're just, you know, they're still figuring out their travel business, let alone figuring out this new itinerary software, which of the three do you feel is truly the most user-friendly to get started? To get started, especially for a beginner advisor, I would definitely recommend Access. There is not as many bells and whistles in terms of content and photos, but it is going to prompt you to remember things that you won't otherwise remember, and it'll keep things super organized. Also, it'll really be impressive to your clients that you have a beautiful app that updates in real time, but you won't have to remember to publish all these details. It's just a much easier platform to use if you're beginning. And while I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for a super seasoned advisor who wants some of those more bells and whistles that we talked about, Access is definitely a great place to start. And I will say as an advisor who didn't start using this software until I was three years in, I already had my itinerary, my workflow, the details that I always included. I already had all of those type of detailed decisions made up for my business. So although Travify might have a slightly steeper learning curve at the beginning, if you're already a few years into business, you've got your systems down. If you're already using a software and you're just looking to switch, Travify isn't as overwhelming if you already kind of know what you want to include. I think it would just be, it would have been overwhelming if I was brand new, just staring at a Mm -hmm. blank box of like, okay, now I have to put in all this hotel information. I don't know what to include. Yeah. And I would say the same thing for UMAPT. I mean, they have some really, really great integrations with things like travel contact that if you're willing to notate the things that you need to keep organized, it's a great platform to to go ahead and use, especially if you want to use those integrations. Okay, perfect. So to wrap up today's discussion, let's summarize some of the major deciding factors between each of the trip building platforms and also kind of touch on depending upon your business model and the types of trips that you're designing most often, which itinerary design software you might consider first. So if you're primarily working with tour operators and or cruises, both of which generally have preset itineraries, which platform would be the first that you'd recommend an advisor check out? I would recommend Access. Uh, They have a really great opportunity to integrate with tour operators on the platform itself where you can have a tour operator load that information into your itinerary without having to exchange 5 million emails. And they keep all of those touring and cruise details really, really clean and show all of the port dates or trip details that the other platforms don't show. Okay. Do you know you can enter in tour and cruise itineraries on Travify? You can. You can do it across all three. I just think it is more seamless on the other ones. Okay. So maybe can you describe a little bit how the experience differs on Access versus Travify, for example, just because I've only seen the one, so I don't know what the other looks like. Sure. It's not all that different. You know, if you're really looking at the basic logistics, they all show details of of the cruise of the tour. They all show, you know, the name of a board and so forth. Um, It's just a matter of how you like the information laid out, how it looks um, on the PDF or the document and overall like user experience. Gotcha. Um, Sometimes it just comes down to the user experience, right? And how Mm -hmm. easy it is to input and use. I think it really, they both offer the same bare bones of what you're looking for. It's just a matter of how you want it laid out. Um, 
like you said. Okay, that's helpful to understand. So if you're primarily designing very customized FITs with a lot of details and very little overlap from one trip to the next, so you're not an advisor who's planning 50 trips a year to the same destination. So all the itineraries are looking quite different and photos and imagery is important to you. Which platform do you feel is best to consider first? I mean, like I said, it really comes down to kind of the person who you are. I mean, we talked about this before. It depends on how detailed you are. But in this situation, I would recommend Travify or UMAPT. Um, the two of those are fairly similar in what they offer in terms of beautiful photos, the opportunity for really great content and really detailed options for big FITs. It shows them really beautifully on the actual PDFs or the virtual options. I would say if you are a seasoned vet here and you know how to make your itineraries, I would go for the bells and whistles here. Um, you don't need access to tell you what to do. It's so straightforward. And so this might be an opportunity to show a really beautiful FIT that's really cleanly laid out with not as much information necessarily as you would necessarily need otherwise. And finally, is there a platform that might be more beneficial if you're an advisor working with a lot of groups? So whether this is affinity groups or a destination wedding where you have lots of guests that all their itineraries are overlapping with similar information or a multi-gen family where maybe just a detail here and there is different, but it's mostly the same. Is there one platform over another that might be a little bit easier with groups? Um, I would say they're all pretty similar. I have my my own ideas of how they could improve on it for sure. They all let you copy and paste itineraries. They all let you input different travelers and just adjust little details here and there, but none of them really have any differentiators on that front in terms of what makes it easier. Okay. Good to know. Grace, this was such a great discussion on the key elements that we should consider when selecting one of the three major itinerary building platforms that we have available to us as travel advisors. For our listeners, if you're still on the fence about which one to use, or if you're considering switching to a different itinerary building platform, each of these services offers a free trial period. So I highly recommend signing up for the trial period, get into the platform, play around with it a little bit, see what the final product looks like on your client's end. And I also recommend reaching out to different advisors who use each of these platforms that you're especially the one that you're most interested in to gather their feedback, to see how they design the itineraries, to see what that final itinerary looks like. And they can often help share with you their loves and hates of each platform as well. And that's always really good to know up front, I think. If you're already using one of these platforms and you've reached a point in your business that you're looking for assistance to handle the backend work, to create new itineraries, and to stay organized with all the details leading up to their departure, Grace's team at TripKit is outstanding and I highly recommend utilizing their services. I spent hours and hours looking for an assistant and even interviewed a few, but it never seemed like the right fit. I was concerned that not only would I have to teach them about the travel industry in general, I was also going to need to spend a lot of time training them in Travify to make sure that they paid close attention to all the details that I wanted to be included. And at the end of the day, the upfront time that was going to be required of me and then their hourly rate just didn't seem feasible for my business. So I continued to do everything by myself. When Grace and I met and I learned more about TripKit, I honestly thought that it was too good to be true. I probably asked multiple times, so so you're really you're really going to do this all this for me? I can just email you? <laughs> I, was, I was really excited. Just for our listeners, as your businesses ramp back up for 2021, if you're ready to delegate some of the back-end work and invest in your growing business, Grace has generously offered 25% off TripKit's new hourly service for listeners of Masters in Travel. You can go to mytripkit.com to learn more and use code MASTERS25 when you're ready to get started. You can also find Grace on Instagram at mytripkit. In the show notes, you can find links to each of the itinerary building platforms we discussed today, as well as more information on TripKit. Grace, thank you again for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. And thank you for everything that you and your team do at TripKit. You guys are truly 
really amazing. Thank you, Whitney. It was such a pleasure. And I could talk about itinerary platforms all day long. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you want more, head over to mastersintravelpod.com for show notes and links to the resources we discussed in today's episode. If you loved today's interview as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at Masters in Travel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next. We'll see you next time.